Welcome to Finish Line, a podcast all about accountability. Every week we talk to different runners learning about why they do it and how they hold themselves accountable. Today we are joined by Evan Fonts, who is a TikTok fitness enthusiast and runner. He regularly promotes running on his channel, acting out the videos of The Flash, and showing out his athletic abilities. Evan, pleasure to have you. Can you tell us a bit, little bit about who you are? Yeah, thank you for having me. Well, first off, yeah, uh, hi, my name's Evan, uh, and I have been uh, I've been on the I've been living out in LA for about two and a half years now. Uh, but before that, I was a I was a college football player up at the University of Nevada, uh, go Wolfpack. Um, I was a, I was a tight end and linebacker up there for three years, um, but. After I started graduating college, I decided to come down here to, to Los Angeles and pursue the whole uh, acting modeling thing. And it's been it's been an awesome discovery so far. But one of those things that has always kept me going um, has been a personal trainer and being extremely enthusiastic when it comes to interval training and sprinting in particular and those high intensity sort of exercises and stuff. And those have really been one of the most, in terms of what makes the difference out here, especially in Hollywood, it's been, oh my goodness, it's it makes a huge difference having that in your routine and repertoire every day. <laughs> Would you say you've always been athletic? Have you always been playing football or how long have you been? No, that's, yeah, no, that's the weird thing. I didn't start playing football until I was a junior in high school. Uh, before that, so when I started, I was really scrawny. I was, I was itty bitty guy. I was a swimmer before that. So I was, imagine going from swimming and then going right into into doing football, which is, you know, completely two different worlds. Um, but I love the, the team aspect of football so much. Um, but before that, I really wasn't an athletic kid. And, and it was just uh, something kind of turned on in terms of when I was in high school and and largely in what I could control and not control. And one thing my dad always preached to, to, to me and my older brother was, you can control your effort. You can control the work you put in on the field and off the field in your own time when no one's watching. And that was kind of a staple, whether it was in football, whether that's been in, in acting and, and modeling and commercials and stuff, going into that audition and having that, uh, having that ability to have that confidence in those in those rooms because it's, it's it's a lot easier said than done especially it's it's weird <laughs> it's weird how much it transitions from football to going into an audition room because the stress and the mental um fortitude that you have to have just like running just like sprinting it's it's the same thing it's just in different areas which is really cool but um no it's been something that's just been gradual over the past i'd say about seven or eight years i can also pull that back to uh building a startup i think um it's really important just uh get outside and go for a run or go lift weights every once in a while. My co-founder thinks it's very essential. And I think everyone at Kadoo does, but um, whenever you're working towards something, anything, it's always good to have you know, fitness. And I think it gets your mind in the right place and holds you accountable. And it is something that uh, builds up your ca- accountability in a big way for other things outside just running or just fitness. Yes, yes, it's, it's huge on what it teaches you. I mean, it, there's, there's a lot to it. There's a lot to, to spring and that, that, that exertion factor when it comes to your body's ability to, to recover and your, um, what's the, oh, what's the, the phrase my dad always uses, um, your adaptation response in terms of just your ability to focus on problems and solutions and having the unwavering focus, you know, it's, well, I'll tell you what, it's after years and years of, of consistently doing high intensity stuff, I can certainly say that it makes a huge difference in it. It is a, it's like a fountain. It, it falls and trickles down into other areas of your life because largely when you're doing anything, you, you should be what? You should be focused on the task at hand. And, and especially in today's time with social media and everything and how 
many distractions we have, not only how many distractions we have, but how good those distractions are at getting us to stay on it. And like social media, TikTok, Instagram, all these things, it's, it's like we're becoming addicts in a lot of ways. And, and that skill of just being able to concentrate on one thing at a time, we're losing that. And, and running and sprinting and exercising, it really teaches you that in, in an amazing way. Definitely, 100%. Yeah, it's helped my life outside of just running in many different places. So for football, um, you obviously ran on the football field, but when did you start running outside of just football, um, starting to get into sprints? Yeah, so that was that was my freshman year in college. So I, I, uh, I walked on my, uh, I was a preferred walk-on at Ball State University um, in Muncie, Indiana, which is where I'm originally from Indianapolis. Um, and that was kind of my first, my first introduction to getting out of the weight room and doing things that other guys weren't doing. And the main thing that pushed me to do that was when I first got to Ball State, I broke my back for the second time. And so I was out for three months. I couldn't do anything. I was in a big back brace for, for, for literally over three months. I missed practically the entire season. I came back and practiced two practices in our bowl game. and. From that moment, I was completely greenlit to come back and work out again fully. I knew what I had to do. I knew that I had to go out and do things that the other guys weren't doing because I felt so far behind. And after a while, I just kept doing that. That, that sense of urgency was what pushed me. And even when I came back and I was fully healthy again, it was, it was one of those things that kept going because it was a, it's a great feeling. And it's so many people I know on who are listening can relate to just when you go out and you do something like it, whether it's sprints or run and you just go a little bit extra like you, you, you didn't really have a set goal or anything maybe you said five miles three miles here uh maybe you had a set time you want to make it in an average of you know 7 30 pace 7 whatever it is and you go past that and you push yourself past the point where you you just find the will to do it man it just it becomes an addicting experience because of what it teaches you in terms of your confidence in yourself. It's a really cool thing. And the, the, the thing that sucks these days is that so many people stop right before, like you get to that, that euphoric feeling because it is, it's a runner's high. Like that, what I'm talking about is a runner's high. And it's when you get to that point where it's your body's pushing itself to a survival standpoint and you gotta, you gotta, you got to nut up or shut up, as they say, you know, like it's, it's kind of your body's response is, all right, I'm going to quit and stop, or I'm going to get what I said I'm going to do in plus a little more. And when you do that consistently, it will reprogram you how to solve and attack your uh, other problems in your life. It's amazing. Sorry, I know I can rant, <laughs> but I can go on for a minute, but that's a, it's, 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 an, it's been an incredible thing. Oh, I definitely believe you. Uh, yeah, my, my best run is like a 13 mile run when I said I was going to run four and then I just kept going, kept going, oh, and I was awesome. like, I can't stop, you know? Um, so I'm sure you've had many moments like that too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so uh, obviously like when you get a runner's high, it's really, and you just push yourself and you get that willpower, it's really, really nice. But there's a lot of times, at least for me, where it's like just not enjoyable. It'll take me an hour to put on my running shoes and stuff like this. I know in high school you said uh, you weren't really into athletic stuff other than swimming before then. Was it always enjoyable to you or was there a turning point where like you kind of just set your mind in the right place and you started working towards fitness and yeah. why do you think you did that? Yeah, there was a turning point. It wasn't something and that's something that um, I really, I, I really hope people understand in terms of work ethic is um, 
Yeah, there comes a point where, because our brains are based off of two, two, two types of motivation responses, right? We avoid pain and we seek pleasure. Those are the main things we do. And when you're running, and especially when it's not, not necessarily on a consistent basis, your body, you're, you're really retraining your body in terms of how it's approaching pain and how it's approaching pleasure. And that's one thing that I learned really quickly was the reward factor in when I was going out. And the first couple times it sucked. I mean, it would go, uh, my dad had me doing like 30 second all out sprints in high school when I first started getting into football. And all outs, I mean, 95% to 100% of your max, I mean, that's doing five or six of those. You'll be done after that. I mean, it's tough and it's your body's, it's tough to recover in that, especially when you don't get that much recovery time. Um, the biggest thing that changes is when, for me at least, my, my personal experience is the feeling of doing something that you know and you truly believe, like you know that no one else is doing today. That's, 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 a, that's a big thing, I think. I, and I've thought a lot about this because I've done, so, a little bit about the sprints I do. So I got the inspiration in college football. So at the Division One level in college football, I went to I went to Ball State, and then I went out to uh, junior college, and then I finished up with a scholarship up in Nevada. And every place I went to, they always have a conditioning test, and the conditioning test is the same across the board. Um, I think Alabama might do a little bit more in terms of the reps, but across the board, every Division One program does the conditioning test, which is depending on your big skill, skill or big. Um, you're doing 16 110s, 110-yard sprints. You have 16 of them um, with an average make time of about 15 seconds. Wow. And you get a 45-second rest. So basically, you're running a 100-meter sprint, 110-meter, 100-meter sprint. Um, it's not 110 yards, it's 110-meter. 100-meter <laughs> sprint um, with, in 16 minutes. You're running 16 of them in 16 minutes. You're running a mild sprint um, at a, in a 15-second 15, 15 make time is about – it's. I mean, it's not a full-out sprint uh, for, for the average football player or the average runner. It's, but it's pretty – I mean, it's not a run, that's for sure. It's a little bit more. Um, I became addicted to that. That was the conditioning test that we were set up to do in the spring and the fall every semester. And that was the thing I started doing every day. Wow. Um, and I don't know what, what – it was I, – well, I, I do know. It took me a while, but with the thing that pushed me for that, it's crazy. It's, I don't recommend anyone to do that. It's not – healthy at all uh please don't <laughs> uh but what it did was it, it instilled a belief in me and that belief was that i'm going out and i'm pushing myself harder than than other guys were who i'm competing against and whether that was true or not it didn't really matter at the time it mattered that i believed it and it mattered that it was something that kept me going in terms of that motivation for sure did you start uh training and doing those full sprints every single day just zero to a hundred or was there a slow build up and did you slowly push yourself more and more? So yeah, so that was uh, that was one thing. It's it's definitely a, a gradual buildup. Um, in terms of what I mean by the workout per se, in terms of the crazy ridiculous effort, is that it's it's got to be something. The workout it doesn't matter. It could be doing bleachers. It could be doing burpees. It could be doing push-ups. It could be doing squats. Right. The key is to limit your rest time. The key is to have your body go into some sort of a, your heart, you know, your heart rates through the roof, at least over 150 beats. You know, you're, you're really in that pushing yourself mentality. And, and again, for someone who's just starting off with just regular getting in shape and stuff, it's, it's a gradual, it's a gradual, it's a gradual increase, but everybody knows 
because everyone likes to go with the measurement. Okay, what do you do? How many reps do you do? You know, like how many weights do you do? How many sets, right? Everyone knows the feeling of extreme discomfort when it comes to exercise. So that's all I'm talking about is that that moment where the lactic acid builds up and you you've decided it's time to stop. Well, you've decided that your body is completely good to keep going. I mean, it, it is good. Our bodies are incredible machines, but you've decided because of your belief that you're tired, that it's time to stop. And it's in that moment, you have to make the decision to keep going. And then go about five more minutes after that. And that's when, that's when things will start to get really interesting. And, and the coolest part of it, it, I mean, getting in shape is fun. Getting in shape is cool. Right? Looking good. It's what everyone, everyone wants to look better for their Instagram photos and whatnot. <laughs> but the coolest thing it does is what it teaches you in terms of your confidence in approaching situations and in, in approaching pain, whether that's in a relationship or in your career or, or just working out, it's, it, you get better at it. So I definitely have a favorite moment in running or just in fitness for me. It's when I tried to run four miles, I ended up running 13. And um, it kind of goes back to what you say is when you just start and then you go that five minutes extra and that turns into 20 minutes extra, 40 minutes extra, an hour extra. Do you have a favorite moment um, where you've done something like that and either a workout or maybe it could just be like a more general broad sense physical accomplishment you've had, but. Yeah, yeah, so I did, I did it actually, this is about a year and a half ago, Colm. So, so what ended up happening, man, is uh, I've been doing this, this conditioning test, the 16 110s, since I was a freshman, a freshman in college. So I've been doing this thing for probably about seven years now. Um, so it's been, it's been a lot of thousands and thousands of miles of doing this, which has been, it's, it builds it, you build up a really good endurance with that. Um, and one of those things that I, I didn't want, after, after a few months of doing it, the 16 got, it got pretty easy. It, it wasn't too bad anymore, but the, the purpose of it wasn't doing 16 sprints. The purpose was to push myself. So I started to increase the reps. So I went from 16 to 20 and then 22 and then 24 and then 26 and then 30. And then when I got to 30, that's why any more than that is pretty much overkill. <laughs> so I was like, okay, well, uh, how can I make this harder? So I was ended up doing, um, 15 second make time on 30 sprints with a 40 second rest time with a 37 second rest time with a 35. And then eventually my goal was to get down to 30 seconds rest. So it's a true one to two ratio in terms of your run to rest, which is just, it's, if anyone knows that in terms of running and sprinting, it's very difficult, um, very difficult. Um, but my goal was to get 30 of those in a row without, without breaking it, without stopping, without, um, coming slow to the line. That's when I, when I got it, it was really cool. But one day about a year ago, I went out to see how many I could do before I failed, before I couldn't make it anymore. Oh man. And the number I got blew my mind. Um, and this is, this is way after football. This is, I'm like 35 pounds lighter than when I played. Like it was, I was a different person in terms of a runner. Um, I did 52. Wow. I did 52 of these guys in a row. And that was, that was a cool moment. That was, I was like, holy shit. I, I, excuse my language, but it was, it was, it was awesome. <laughs> yeah. That's very impressive. Nice job. <laughs> Thank you, man. So did, were those, uh, timings daily goals that you set yourself? Um, or were they weekly goals getting like that, uh, time down or was it just the next time you did it, you had to get those, shave those seconds off? Yeah, sprint? so it was uh, basically how I did it was it's real simple setup in terms of 
getting better and improving yourself. So if I did 20, if I got 25 sprints and I got all of them without any sort of slowing or pausing the timer to rest a little bit more, that was it. I graduated. I'm moving on. So it was from there, went to 25. And then the next time I would usually go, I'd usually go in increments of 20, like three, two to three. So the next time I think was 27. And then I would stay at 27 every other day. Um, and in, in the in-between days would be like a, an upper body day or something like that. So I was doing them every other day. And then on the other days, I'd be doing different types of sprints, like bleachers or something. But I was doing that. And uh, I would just graduate until I got the 27 in a row. And I got it within a whole week's work of workout. So I had to get it, whatever, like a Monday, a Wednesday, and a Friday. And if I got all three of the 27s on that, then I went up to 30. And that's just kind of how I did it because that it just overall it just it builds a consistent endurance with it and, and it's it, again this took about six or seven years to get to this is not something I did right off the bat there's no way in hell the first time I tried the, the conditioning workout I, I think I barely got 10 before I quit um, so it's it's consistent but it, one of those things is, is consistency in terms of I mean I, I wasn't doing cheat meals I wasn't doing you know I wasn't taking days off I wasn't chilling on the you know on breaks and stuff i was just going all the time not because i i had a goal or anything but i just enjoyed it it was a cool at that point it became something that became part of my my relaxation i mean it's kind of weird to say that but it did it was like that was my time each day to to just go into my element and it's fun <laughs> got it yeah so you never you really never took days off and you're doing this for six to seven years training I didn't, I know, I still don't really know how to take a day off. And that was something that really, uh, it really butchered me in, uh, in football. I was hurt all the time. I was injured all the time. And that was, it was definitely because I didn't know how to take a day off. Um, it definitely, it, it's okay now because I'm, I, my profession, it doesn't really matter in terms of, I'm not hitting people and stuff. So I'm just walking into audition rooms now. So yeah. it's, uh, it's a lot different atmosphere, but I still have that. I, I, yeah, I, it didn't certainly start off that way, but uh, over a while, it just became one of those things where every day I, and again, some sometimes here and there, I'll take a Sunday off, uh, you know, every couple months or so, and just relax and get my body to recover. But it was just one of those things that my I really stopped looking at working out as like this. Oh, I gotta go work out because I was my body was getting such a great, um, so much reward from it now because it just felt so good every time. Now it was every workout I was getting a runner's high halfway through the workout and it was just like it was this is awesome like working out is awesome <laughs> and uh it was it, it's really cool with your your body's the, the the brain chemistry and how it changes over time it's really cool totally well i was gonna ask this next question but it seems like you don't take days off so maybe you don't have an answer for it but take it as you will if you fail to do something you set your mind to what do you do oh it's in terms, I mean, in, in terms of anything, like are you saying in terms of running or just anything? Uh, if you can focus it to fitness, that would be better. But also, oh, it's, I, I'll, I'll leave it open-ended if you want to talk about any of your other life goals and holding yourself accountable and stuff. Yeah, yeah. So it, it's, it's so cool about like with, with, uh, with running in terms of like failure um, because it really does, it trickles down into everything else in life. Like, it, it, and that's one thing I've always... I've always been very against um, just going at runners. Again, I, I think running and long distance running is, is awesome, but one thing it's not doing is it's not, you're elevating your heart rate a little bit, but it's staying consistent again. 
and something that I've always I've always noticed with with running in particular is um, is when you give yourself intervals and you give yourself things where you're pushing. I mean, you're not doing a full out sprint. I wouldn't suggest doing that every day. But if you're going 85, 90, 95 percent, I mean, and you're pushing it, it's you're going into a, a survival response, and that's you're, you're teaching your body like your fight or flight modes in terms of of approaching problems, and that's something that. I didn't even realize was kind of a side effect of, of just doing this. Again, I know the amount of work I was doing was just too much. I don't, I'm not some, I'm very not, I'm not like proud of it in terms of like, cause it is, it is overkill. I, I, I like there's a, a lot of family members, a lot of friends who've talked to me have just been like, you need to just chill because I've hurt myself. And um, you know, in terms of just like body injuries and recurring things. And um, so I know it's not extremely healthy in my case, completely all the time. Um, but it's just one of those things where when you do fail and you don't get it, it's, it, it should pitch you off, you know, like some people they're, they're good with just getting a normal workout. But when you say you got a number in, in mind, you say, I'm going to get 20 or I'm going to get 10, whatever, you know, and you don't, and you get eight, like it's just, it got, it's got to matter. It's got to matter a little bit. Your word to yourself, it's got to matter. And, and that was one thing that I was less. I was less worried about the workout, like how many sprints I was doing. I was more concerned with my own word to myself. If I said I was doing 26, whether I didn't get them in the right time, it didn't really matter. As long as I got them done, like that's all I cared about. And when I didn't do that, it was, uh, if you don't respond well to that, it'll trickle, it'll surely, the negative response will trickle into your life too, into other areas with working in terms of you know, school or time management and those things. But um, one thing that failure certainly teaches you in terms of fitness is that it's it's an ongoing battle. It's never, you're never victorious, no matter how fit you get in terms of, of, of your fitness journey, um, it never gets easier and you don't want it to get easier. And that's the thing with failure that I've learned from failure over just the years that I've been, I've been training is that Failure is, it's, it's, it goes hand in hand with pleasure in, in terms of it's, it's teaching you something. You're going, you're going in the right direction with pain. It's just, it, it's, because failure is pain in terms of if it's, if it's for a workout, if it's for going up for a job promotion that you don't get, if it's going for, you know, getting into a certain school that you don't get into, uh, not getting that audition, whatever it is. I mean, it's failure teaches you that you're, you're not quite there. You're not quite there. You haven't hit it right on the mark yet. And, and that's okay. But once you start to see failure as a thing that's very negative and, oh, I suck, it's no, it just, it's just telling you that you're, you're on the right path. You just, you got to switch it up a little bit. Now, if you do it the same way again, or you don't find a different tactic or a way to, to attack that problem again, whether it's in the weight room, whether it's on anything, that's on you. You got to switch up your tactic. They aren't working. That's if you keep doing the same thing over and over again. That's just insanity. <laughs> Do you have any big external motivators that help you with fitness and with reaching your fitness goals? Uh, you seem external, like external motivators. You seem like you. Everything is based off of your experience. Um, like what you tell yourself, what you hold yourself accountable to. I'm wondering if you've read any books or if there's any people in your life that really push you uh, in a way and it's helped you get to where you are in terms of reaching your goals. Yeah. Um, yeah. A big guy that, uh, 
when I was really starting to develop this mindset and this drive, one of the big guys that really helped me with that was Tony Robbins. Um, thinking, uh, well, Napoleon Hill, Thinking Grow Rich is one of that. That was made in like 1950 something, and it's still one of the most heralded books in terms of success and setting yourself up for the right mindset. Um, so that's a big one, but um, yeah, Unlimited Power by Tony Robbins was a big one too. That my dad gave me, gave that to me when I was like 17 or 18. Um, when I was going off to college and yeah, it's, you know, one of the external motivators for me is I have always been someone who has looked at careers or looked at what you do and in terms, it could be anything, it could be, that's why I think it's so cool about it is that for each person that's, that's going to be really unique and like whether you want to be a doctor or a lawyer or you want to be an actor or you want to go into whatever it is, you know, it's, I've always thought like, if you're gonna do something, you should be doing it to be the best, like the best ever, like why not? I know that's far-fetched. I know that's, it, it requires a ridiculous amount of self-control and consistency. It's two o'clock. But that was one thing I was like, I wanna see what I can do when I find that thing that I love and I wanna see if I can just be the best at it all ever, ever, like why not? Like if, if I got a chance, I got a shot, It's why not try it, you know? and. And it, that grows, it, what, that's one of the things that, and why I push sprinting and interval training so much on people um, in terms of my friends, my family, and why I'm so excited, why I do it so much is it reinforces that confidence, whatever it is you wanna do. I mean, exercising, first off, it feels great after a while, you just love it because you're getting a great, as far as your body's release of hormones and, and everything, and chem it's, it's awesome in the brain chemistry. Um, but it teaches you that you can do that, that literally the voice in your head is the only thing stopping you. Like it's the only thing stopping you from giving that extra rep from studying that extra five minutes that you need to get the, the A on the test. It's, it is that thing. That's the only thing in any, any person's way, in my way, in your way, in, in any person's way is just that belief. And when you push yourself past that point enough, like you instill a belief in yourself that I can do anything as long as I'm willing to put the work and the time and the effort in, it's gonna happen. And it's a really cool, it's a cool thing. But um, for anyone who wants two books, um, definitely Napoleon Hill, Think and Grow Rich, and um, then Tony Robbins, uh, Unlimited Power. Those are whew, great reads. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, what a great way to end it. Evan, if there's anything else you'd like to plug or talk about, uh, maybe if people want to follow up with you, learn more about you, where can they find info on you? Yeah, so I'm, uh, I'm currently on Instagram and TikTok right now. I'm, uh, I'm an actor, uh, basically. I'm in a, well, I got, a, I got a commercial that just came out for Nordic Track, which was really cool. Uh, <laughs> that came out like in September, so that's been going on uh, like Monday Night Football and stuff. So uh, awesome. you probably see me as the guy, like the, the snooty guy on the, uh, like the snooty dad who's upset but oh yeah um yeah tiktok and instagram and um and yeah that's pretty much it uh, my instagram handle evan fonts and then yeah just evan fonts on tiktok so great thanks so much for coming evan awesome thank you so much for having me and that was evan fonts if you'd like to check him out we've linked his instagram and tiktok accounts below i hope you all learned something new about how running mattered to him and how he held himself accountable also, if you're looking for extra motivation to help you reach your running goals, please check out Kadoo. Kadoo is an app that pays you to reach your running goals while competing with other runners. Join a challenge, commit to a goal like running 15 miles this week, and get paid when you reach it. You can learn more about Kadoo by visiting kadoo, C-A-D-O-O dot I-O, or clicking the link 
in our description. Thanks so much.